Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 91. I hope that many of you read it yesterday, but we can read it again today. We recently had occasion to be in Psalm 50, where it says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. And the Lord has delivered one in our midst, and so we want to glorify him according to the words of Scripture. The Bible says that we ought to be continually offering up the sacrifice of praise, that is, giving thanks with our lips, which is the fruit of the sacrifices of the New Testament that we can give. Adam and Carrie, we are so thankful to have you both here and your unborn child in health. We are very blessed and we're very thankful, and the God of heaven is very merciful. Little girl, we've watched you grow up in this church, and we're so thankful for the Lord's mercy towards you. And Psalm 91 is your psalm. Psalm 91 is not for most men and women. It's only for those who put their trust in him and who make the most high their habitation. The psalm is very, very clear about that. And as I read it to you now, I want you to look for those statements of condition that the psalm is only for a certain category of persons. Carries one of them. And we're thankful for the blessing. And so are others in this assembly that have been saved in similar accidents over the past years. I'll go ahead and tell you that it's verses 1 and 2. It's verse 9. And it's verses 14. Because it has the word because. And it tells us that these words of promise of God's deliverance and safety are applied to those who make him their habitation, who delight in him and rest and keep themselves under the shadow of his wings. Psalm 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. 
I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Amen and amen. I hope you notice the because at the first, the first word of verse 14 and the because that is in the middle of the verse before the last clause. There's a condition stated here for the promises contained in Psalm 91. I hope that you can see the because that opens up verse 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, the psalmist is speaking about others that can have the promises of Psalm 91 as well as himself. But he's explaining how that comes about. And then the description in verse 1 of those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High. When we choose to make the Lord our hiding place and our refuge, then he promises these blessings of protection and safety for us. There's much that can be said from this psalm, and much has been said before. And I would refer you to an outline and recorded sermons that are on our website about Psalm 91, because we had occasion to use this for Jonathan Carnell several years ago, when he was in a similar accident where he was T-boned by a truck and strapped to that same board, and we didn't know his condition and how, if the Lord is going to keep him or not here, we knew his destination as surely as we knew Carrie's, to be with the Lord forever. Because to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, and when a person lives the life that Psalm 91 describes, you can know that with confidence. And so we were thankful. The psalm is so wonderful in that it describes noisome pestilences, You know, in in this church, we have often referred that to the influenza of 1918 that was a scourge that came on this nation that few people know about and took out 600,000. We had a much smaller population in 1918 than we do now. No one knew where it came from. No one knew where it went. And it took young men in their prime above all others. If you were old and weak, and if you were young and weak, you had a good chance of surviving that influenza of 1918. But young men around 20 years of age that we think of as in the prime of life, taking them down like flies. You can look at it on Google. You can get videos about it. The noisome pestilence. We read here about the terror by night. You know, sometimes there's more fear at night in the dark because you cannot see danger. You do not know what may be lurking around the corner. And so the Lord tells us he'll take care of that for us. The arrow that flies by day. It's hard to see and you're not going to hear it. You know, any a, a danger in the daytime. You know, when a car is traveling fast enough, you don't have a chance to respond. It's into you before you know it. And so we thank the Lord that he takes care of us in things we cannot see, cannot hear, things that happen during the daytime, things that happen at nighttime, pestilences, destruction that wastes and walks among men that we cannot see. Now we have microscopes. We can possibly see the influenza of 1918, but we cannot cure it. And they couldn't cure it. And so we thank the Lord for all of our deliverances, and we glorify Him because we call upon Him and He delivers us. And a thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at thy right hand. As I wrote you yesterday, there's 40,000 killed every year on our roads in our country. Every year. And so we're very thankful. We're very thankful. All of us together are thankful to have you here this morning, Carrie, and your child. And we look forward with you to have a great doctor's visit tomorrow to see the little guy or the little girl, find out which one it is maybe, 
And we'll bless the Lord for that safety. Adam, we're thankful that you still have a virtuous woman for your wife and that you're not alone again. To the Brocks that are visiting with us, we want you to know that that couple, Adam and Carrie, made their first contact up there in Nashville at Chris and Sarah's wedding. We always go back to when we uh, pushed the two of them together, and it resulted in their marriage, and we're very thankful for it. They both fear the Lord, and it was the Lord's doing, but it took place there in your backyard and in your church, and we're thankful. Oh, brethren, are we going to fulfill the conditions of 1, 9, and 14? Do you want to? Do you already fulfill them? Have you made the secret place the most high your abiding place? Is that where you hide when you see trouble and storm clouds coming of any sort? In verse 9, do you make the Lord your habitation? Is that where you want to live and dwell? Do you want to walk with God and be with Him? In verse 14, have you set your love upon Him? Have you set your love? Love is a choice. Love is not a reaction. Love is not a feeling. Love is not something that takes you. Love is something you set. Paul would say in Colossians 3, 2, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Here it is, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore. Therefore is a logical term describing a conclusion brought from that first conditional statement. Therefore will I deliver him. And then we have the words, because he hath known my name. And that's not just knowing it with a bare mental knowledge. That's knowing it with an experimental approval and love of that name. Do you love the name of the Lord your God and of our Savior Jesus Christ? Then the Lord delivers. We'll call, He'll hear and answer, and He'll deliver us from trouble. He'll honor us with long life. He'll satisfy us with His salvation. May the Lord bless us to to look at a Psalm 91 and realize it's the special property of God's children. It's promises to Him. We don't want to presume upon it because we see within it that we're to put our trust in the Lord. The devil tried to make the Lord Jesus Christ presume upon it. And Jesus would not tempt the Lord his God, knew he could come down from the rooftop of the the temple in Jerusalem another way than jumping off. And so he came down another way and told the devil that he wasn't going to tempt the Lord his God. But the devil quoted from Psalm 91 because the devil knows that there are angels that protect us even from him. But there's no angels assigned to protect him from the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's going to be one day coming soon when our brother will take the devil and cast him into the bottomless pit forever and consign him to the lake of fire and his torment will come up into heaven forever. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy toward us. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we bless thee, O Lord God, for the wonderful words of Scripture, the wonderful promises that you have given us, of how you will take care of us. Hear us when we call upon thee. Deliver us in the time of trouble. Put us in safety from things unseen and unheard. Honor us with long life and show us your salvation when we put our trust in thee. We thank thee and we glorify thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that you had mercy upon Carrie, upon Adam, upon their unborn child, upon their parents, upon their siblings, and upon all of us by saving her this past Friday night. Heavenly Father, we take delight in these words of Scripture. 
We believe them with all our hearts. We believe that you assigned your angels to protect her on Friday night. We thank you for the promises of Scripture, that they are our servants, and that they do your bidding, that they are the elect and holy angels, and they are sent to help us, to comfort us, to protect us and deliver us, that the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O Lord, we thank thee. Heavenly Father, receive our praise and our thankful hearts, our thankful lips, this day as our sacrifice unto thee for all that thou hast done for us in this matter, in the matter of other accidents prior to this, and in all things of life. We bless and praise thee. Heavenly Father, be in our midst this day. Sanctify thy word. Thy word is truth. We thank Thee for the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may we delight in them this day as we should. And may we seek them and pursue them in the days to come until Jesus comes for us quickly as He said Himself. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness by the justice and faithfulness that is within Thyself by the sacrifice paid for sin forever, by Jesus our Savior. Heavenly Father, we confess to Thee that there yet remains in our members a lust for the things of this world, and we pray that You would forgive us for the sinfulness we still have until we're glorified with Thee in heaven. But once we were the servants of sin, but now we have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which You've delivered us, and You have freed us from that bondage, that we might serve Thee. And this day we serve Thee as our King and our Lord and our Savior. Help us to do it in a way that is pleasing in Thy sight. We pray for those that are sick, healing, pregnant, that You will have mercy upon them, O Lord. Thou art the great physician, and there is no man that can withstand Your hand, Your right hand, when You reach it forth to heal. And we pray that You will but speak the word and that you will deliver and strengthen and help all these in our midst. We pray for our nation. O Lord, we do not deserve your mercy, but that is why it is called mercy. And we pray that you would have mercy upon our nation and give it peace, economic peace, political peace, and military peace, that we, thy people, in the midst of it, might have peace in our lives, and that we might continue to serve thee in all godliness and honesty with peaceable and quiet lives. Heavenly Father, give wisdom to our rulers, defend them from their enemies, and help them in their deliberations, overruling them when necessary, that the legislation that passes in this nation and the execution of that legislation might be in the favor of your people. You have delivered your people in time past in pagan empires, and we know that thou art able to do so in our day. Have mercy upon us. We love to come into thy house. We love thee, O Lord. We love thy Son, Jesus Christ. We love the truth of the gospel. And we pray that you will stir up our hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost, that we will lift you up on high with our thoughts and our words, and that together we might provoke one another to love and to good works as we consider thy word, that we would go from this place for the better and not for the worse in serving Thee with the remaining time we have. O Lord, we offer up this prayer 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the only Savior, and beside him there is no other. And beside his name there is no other name given under heaven among men, whereby we must be saved. And we delight in love that name that you have exalted above every name. And in the name of Jesus, we commit ourselves to thee. Amen. Amen.